Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, my friends. Today, we're going to talk about boundaries. Before we get started, I just want to admire winter for a minute. We have had unreasonably warm weather here in Colorado for the last few months. And then in the last week, we've shifted to full on winter. It is chilly and it's delightful. My husband and I just got back from our first day of snowboarding on the local mountain and the snow is still a wee bit sparse because it was so unseasonably warm. But today was a beautiful, crisp, sunny day, and it was so much fun. I hope that wherever you are, you are getting outside, no matter the temperature. You're enjoying the sunshine and nature whenever you can. Being outside really helps us get out of our mind too. It helps me focus and have appreciation and gratitude for the sky and the sun and even the snow. And it's so transformative for me, so I highly, recommend it. All right, back to boundaries. We are going to talk about what they are, how people often misuse them and then get frustrated, and the hardest part of having a boundary, enforcing it. And I'm going to teach you how to make this easier. So boundaries are simply a request and an action that will happen if the request isn't honored. Such as, if you hit me, I will leave and call the police. If you call me, After a certain time, I won't answer the phone. If you don't do the dishes, then I won't have sex with you. These are all examples of boundaries. Boundaries are between two functional adults. So everything we're talking about today excludes a parent-child relationship and then a kind of supervisor-subordinate relationship at work. Um, Because those those types of relationships are a little bit different, and we're not really going to talk about that. However, boundaries can apply to colleagues and other people that you work with, but it's different than you assigning a task and then there's consequences if it doesn't get done. Does that make sense? I hope so. Let's keep moving. So let's first talk about setting boundaries with intention. Most people set boundaries to protect themselves and sometimes to punish other people or control them. This is our default way of setting and thinking about boundaries. We're usually setting them to protect ourselves or to control someone else, which really isn't based in love or confidence, right? In our society, this is super, super common, and this is our default. So if you see yourself in what we're talking about, don't worry. We've all set boundaries in a way that can tries to control or manipulate other people. And then we've also all set boundaries and then not enforced them very well or at all. And I know that I have had trouble enforcing and following through on boundaries and consistently holding a boundary is always the toughest part. We're gonna talk more about this later about making it easier. So first let's talk about a different intention with boundaries and we'll break it down so you can think through your boundaries and decide the ones you have, whether to keep them or let them go. So as I already mentioned, a lot of times we set a boundary because we're trying to control someone else's behavior usually because we think that we'll feel better if they do this thing. So using the dishes example, 
We would like our husband to do the dishes. This is a request. He's a grown adult who gets to decide whether or not to do the dishes. But when we have a boundary, quote unquote, that we won't have sex with him if he doesn't do the dishes. I hope this is a very clear example of what we're going to withhold something that he wants if he doesn't do something that we want. And this is a clear example of setting boundaries out of that desire to control and manipulate, which is what we don't want to do. This isn't fun or loving for us or the other adult in the scenario. This is not a boundary, but we often mistake it as one. This is a request or a demand and then a consequence. We're not taking responsibility for our request or our feelings in this scenario. Assuming your husband is a grown, independently functioning adult, he gets to decide if he wants to do the dishes, and then independently, we get to decide how we feel about him doing them or not doing them. When we're attributing our feelings and frustrations on him not doing what we requested, and we decide to do or not do something, like have sex with him, based on this situation, we're not empowered or taking ownership of our feelings. My friends, adults can do whatever they want, and we can too. And mostly, we don't like being told what to do or being threatened, right? When we love the other people we're around and we love ourselves, if we're threatening someone, that's not very loving to anyone involved. Another way to adjust this is to make a request. I would like you to do the dishes before I get home at 6 p.m. And then you get to decide what's loving for you because boundaries, this different intention, are for us, not against or to control the other person. This is a different intention than what we're used to. And if this concept is completely new to you, no worries. This was new to me about a year ago, and I've been slowly shifting my boundaries as I kind of ponder this. So going back to the dishwasher example or the dishes, if having the dishes done is important to me, I may decide that if the dishes aren't done at 6 p.m., then I'll go ahead and do them because that's something I have control over. Whether or not my husband helps me has to do with him, not me. And again, if you realize in listening to this that you've been setting boundaries in this non-loving way, aka the way to get people to do things that you want them to do, don't beat yourself up over it. As I said before, this is common in our society. This is how we're raised and how we're taught to interact with other people. What we're talking about is a loving way to set a boundary, okay? And I find this way to be much more effective and it's easier to connect with people and have love for them when we set boundaries in this other way. The other person has nothing to do with how we feel, whether or not the request is honored. So if I don't want to be frustrated that the dishwasher is not emptied, then I get to decide that for myself, right? And this feels loving to me. If my husband decides he wants to help, I can make the request that I would really appreciate if you would empty the dishwasher before I get home from work. If he chooses not to, I still have a plan in place to make sure the dishes are done. If he's hoping that we do something else when I get home at six o'clock, he can either empty the dishwasher or he can wait for me to empty it or do the dishes. I get to decide either way how I want to think and feel in this situation. 
my sense of peace or frustration comes from me, not from what he decides to do or not do. As adults, like we talked about, we always get to make our own decisions. Other people can make requests or demands or threats, and we always get to decide what to do. And so do they. Trying to manipulate or guilt someone into doing something is a way of trying to control them. And I wouldn't recommend this type of boundary setting if you want to have a low stress life. So setting a boundary out of love for yourself and love for the other person takes a little bit more effort and is completely a different focus of intention. And that's what I was talking about with how the intention of our boundaries. It takes more conscious effort because you have to decide where your lines are, what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate, what you're okay with and what you're not. And this may entail getting to know yourself and your likes and dislikes better than you may know them right now. And sometimes we don't know that something's a boundary for us until it's crossed. And that's okay. We can learn by experience. As an example, at work, I'm very efficient. And in the past, I've not had clear boundaries at different jobs. And I know this about myself, that I like to be efficient. And I've been in situations where I didn't have a clear boundary and I just got assigned more and more work because I could do it. Even though I didn't feel it was fair to me because I was getting paid the same as someone else to do the same amount of work, I didn't feel like I could say no. So in the last few years, I started setting boundaries around this. And a few years ago, after I had expressed that I know that I am very efficient at what I do and that I don't want to be taken advantage of for this and just be assigned more and more work, one of our administrators at my job kept asking me to do more and more of my colleagues' work. At first, I was curious, and it wasn't a big deal because I wasn't very busy, so I did some of it, and then they kept coming back and asking more and more, and then I said, no, this is a boundary for me, and we've discussed this before, and even though it was scary for me to say no and enforce my boundary, they completely respected it, and I think they actually appreciated that I had a clear boundary in place. And this is also an example of not necessarily being consistent with enforcing my boundary because at first I was willing to do it and not say no and enforce it. And then I enforced it later on. And this was kind of a live and learn situation. So I did learn a lot from it and I've been able to set much more clear, loving boundaries at work that feel good to me. And this helps me to be more clear and it enables me to have better communication with my administration. So another point with boundaries is that we can discuss them with other people or bring them up when they're crossed or just take action. We get to decide from our comfort level and from what the situation entails, how we approach it. On the flip side, a lot of times, if we have excessive boundaries and very rigid boundaries around ourselves, we set them out of fear. Just like if we don't have loving boundaries for ourselves and we're not enforcing them, this can lead to resentment because not setting or enforcing boundaries that are loving for us is a form of people pleasing because we're afraid that other people will get upset with us for, ha for having a boundary or for saying no or for enforcing a boundary that we may have previously discussed with them. Being afraid to make someone else upset is a form of manipulation and people pleasing because we have no control over what they decide to think and feel about the situation. Excessive boundaries on the flip side of not having any boundaries or not enforcing them 
excessive boundaries are often a sign of anxiety or fear at a deeper level. And this is usually because you're not feeling safe or trusting yourself or anyone else. And sometimes you can do this work on your own, but if you find that you have excessive boundaries for everyone and everything, including yourself, you may want to dig a little bit deeper, especially if there's a history of trauma or mental health disorder and talk to a healthcare professional or therapist to kind of work through this so that you can create the safety to maybe expand some of those boundaries or let them go so that you can function and connect with people in a healthy way. Setting boundaries that are loving for you and that you're willing to enforce 100% of the time is the goal. This builds trust within you and with other people because then other people know where your boundaries and where your lines are. And I I often work with clients that have boundaries for their boundaries because that's usually a sign of fear, not love. And it's very common and it often gets confused. I work a lot with my clients on boundaries, especially boundaries at work and in the balance between work and home life because a lack of boundaries or too many boundaries are common sources of stress for us. And often clients present with stressors that they may attribute to boundary issues and then they get clarity and they see where a boundary may or may not be necessary when we approach it with the perspective of the boundary being for them instead of against another person in their life or trying to control them. So now that we've talked through the intention with boundaries and setting them out of love for you and not to try to control someone else, let's talk a little bit more about enforcing them. You really don't want to set a boundary that you're not willing to enforce 100% of the time. In fact, before you set a boundary, it helps to be crystal clear on why you have it and know how and why you're going to enforce it so that if and when you need to, you'll be able to take the action that you planned. So kind of like the example that I gave at the beginning of if you call me after a certain time, so let's say 9 p.m., I'm not going to answer the phone or I'm not going to call you back because this boundary is for me so I can power down, so I can relax before bed. And it's not something that I have to really announce. I just, if someone calls me or texts me after nine o'clock, I'm not going to respond until the next day. And I enforce that consistently because it feels loving for me. And it's something that I'm very clear on. And again, this can be challenging, especially if you've been a people pleaser in the past. Your brain might scream danger at you when you're about to enforce a boundary because primitively we're evolving from living in tribes and we're afraid of being excluded or singled out or left behind. But it also helps to remember that if you're setting a boundary for you out of the emotion of love, that it's okay to feel a little afraid or a little awkward or a little uncomfortable. And you can also know that every time you practice it, you'll feel that love because you're enforcing it for you and not out of animosity or fear or an attempt to control someone else. Every time you enforce it, it builds the trust in yourself as well as your confidence. And this is also where thought work and the skills of reclaiming your brain really come in handy. You also get to manage your brain about boundaries, whether you have them or not, and what other people are doing or not doing in relation to how you feel about any of it. You get to decide and like your reasons and love yourself enough to enforce a boundary. It does not mean 
that it won't be uncomfortable. But like we talked about, each time you practice and you hold that boundary consistently, it will get easier. And most of the time, other people do want to know where our boundaries are so that they can connect with us out of love, not fear. Most people are not out to get us. And so when we're connecting with love and good intention and out of love for ourselves and the other people, that connection gets stronger. So boundaries are actually super helpful with healthy relationships. The final idea I want to touch on today is that you can set a boundary and then decide over time if you want to keep it or change it or let it go. Boundaries can be as flexible as you are. How I would recommend setting your boundaries is deciding what's important to you and how you want to interact with others and what feels loving to you. Try it out. You can always adjust it or change it or let it go in the future. And to recap, when you set the boundary, check in that it's out of love for yourself and for the other person, not as a way to punish them or manipulate them. You want the boundary to be focused as a benefit for you. If a lack of boundaries or difficulty setting boundaries is something that causes you a lot of stress at work or at home, I want to invite you to email me at info at thrivearena.com. Let's talk about how setting boundaries can be part of your stress solution plan. Boundaries are a great tool to have in your arsenal of stress reduction practices, and I'm happy to help you thrive in setting healthy, loving boundaries for yourself. This work is truly a game changer. All right, my friends, I hope you get out there and set some loving boundaries this week. Try them out and let me know how they're going. Have a fantastic week, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so we can get the word out. Also, don't be shy and please share this podcast with your family and friends. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions, be sure to check out the link in the show notes to join my email list today. Have a beautiful week, friends, and I'll talk to you next week.